0: Hey everyone, this is a bonus episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. This is an audio version of Prepper Website Live. I hope you enjoy it. Most in the preparedness community recommend bugging in. However, if you find yourself needing to bug out, then you might want to consider a bug out bike. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda. I am the editor of Prepper Website and the host of the Prepper Website Podcast. In this prepper website live, we're going to talk about bug out bikes, and so this is an interesting one. Again, this is from the uh, prepper website archives, and so the the website that uh, I want to show, um, or actually that I'm kind of bouncing off of today, is uh, Code Green Prep, CodeGreenPrep.com. Um, I remember linking to a lot of the, these articles uh, back in the day, but then uh, I noticed that they were kind of drying up. And so when I went to go uh, look at this article, I was doing a little bit of research. Uh, I went to the homepage and it looks like they were hacked around 2018. And so uh, it looked like they were going to start back up again, but they, uh, it, it, they don't have any newer articles since 2018. However, the articles that are here are really great. So if you can make it over to CodeGreenPrep.com, I highly recommend it. So the title of this article is bugging out on a bike and I'm not really going to read this one. I'm going to just kind of bounce off of it. There's a lot, there's a lot of great information. There's one piece that I don't really agree with. I'm going to go ahead and and talk about that when we get there, but uh, I'm just going to use this to kind of bounce off of, uh, it's like I said, a really interesting article. They uh, have a lot of other links in here and, uh, things that you might want to consider. All right. So one of the reasons why you might want to use a bike or one of the reasons why you might consider a bike for uh, a bug out vehicle is because of traffic. And they do mention this in this article. Um, I always go back to Hurricane Ike, living in Houston and being on the Gulf Coast. Um, during Hurricane Ike, uh, it was right off, you know, right uh after uh hurricane katrina in new orleans and uh rita and we we experienced all those and people were kind of on edge with uh, hurricanes and so when hurricane ike came along people wanted to uh they of course they waited to the last minute uh, but they were uh evacuating right and so in the houston area we have some freeways that like there are like 11 11 lane freeways and when you're on one of those those are great i mean they go pretty quickly But they always get down to maybe like a four-lane freeway or, uh, you know, they, they always do that. They always go over a bridge or something along those lines. And if you have that, you have that potential for someone to break down, someone to run out of gas for an accident. And that's what happened. All the different ways out of Houston, and there are a lot of different ways out of Houston, they were all backed up. It was really, really crazy. They even opened up the uh, the inbound lanes to go outbound to get people out, but they, they, they were all backed up. And so when we talk about bugging out, you really need to bug out really early. Now, that's something that I've always talked about in the preparedness community. I've talked about that you need to know uh, what is going on. You need to be aware of what is happening because if you need to bug out, That's something that you need to do right away. You cannot wait until everybody else is doing it. During Hurricane Ike, people died on the side of the road. People that were medically fragile because they ran out of gas and they got overheated and they died. And that's just, it's, it's crazy. So if you're in a situation where you need to bug out, you might not be able to rely on your vehicle. You might need to have another option. And that's where the bug out bikes come into play, right? So, again, reasons for bugging out. I'm just going to talk a, a little bit, uh, you know, just kind of throw out some ideas because there might be some people that are listening and saying, Todd, I'm never going to bug out. I'm going to bug in. And I completely agree with you. That is my plan. But there might be reasons why you need to bug out. So for instance, you might be you might live in an apartment complex. Uh, you might live in a high rise. Uh, here in the Houston area, it is a real popular for young people to live uh, downtown in the inner city in these high rises. It costs a lot of money, but that's where the nightlife is and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But it's not something you want to, or that's not a place where you want to stay if there is a serious emergency situation. You don't want to hang out in a high rise. I always go back to during Hurricane Sandy or. Um, when that happened in New York and power was out and, and things were really bad over there, we were all kind of watching it. People were using the restroom in the hallways. So think about it. The lights are out. You're dealing with flashlights. You're in a, this high rise and apartment complex. And people are not using the restroom in their toilets because those are already backed up. But they're using it in the hallway. And so people are walking in that and tracking that in. It was It was terrible. And I just remember that. I actually think I saved the video somewhere. I need to go see if I can find that. So if you're living in a situation like that, you would want to bug out. If you live on the Gulf Coast and there is a, a hurricane and you know you you need to bug out you might want to bug out on a bike. That might be your only option there. If you live in the industrial side, so here in the Houston area, we have a lot of uh, industry, a lot of factories. Um, If there was an emergency situation going down uh, and it was extended, uh, you might not want to hang around there if things become unstable for whatever reason. Um, Another reason could be fire in California. There's probably a lot of people who were never planning on bugging out, um, but the fire caused them to bug out and they needed to bug out. Again, if you're going to a place where it's all traffic is backing everything up, you want to get out of there as much as possible. You want to get in front of everything. Using a bike can be one of your options. So, um, bikes can go off road. Now in this article, one of the things they talked about is don't assume because you have a, a four, uh, a four by four, or like an off-road vehicle, you're bugging out in your, uh, you know, an off-road vehicle that you can go ahead and do that. so that's around right here. Um, because even, even in, in Houston, you know, if you could just get off the, the freeway and there was a road there, that's fine. Even if it was uh, you know inclined, whatever. But a lot of the times you're going over an overpass or you're going over a bridge. And if you get stuck there, you get stuck there. No amount of 4x4 or whatever is going to get you out of there, right? Unless, I guess, if you're Bigfoot, you can, you can drive over everybody. Uh, I guess you could do that but, um, that would, that wouldn't get you very far. I I don't believe. So one of those things is, you you know, that's one of those things that you could consider is your bug out bike can go off road. Um, if you, if, if you're, it's going to take you a while to get to your bug out location and on a, on a bike, it might take you quite a while to get to your bug out location you might want to uh, spend the night somewhere. So you can easily kind of pull off into the woods. You can hide it. Uh, you know, if you needed to go off road for whatever reason, maybe you were cutting through, you have a map and you know that you could save a lot of time if you could cut through here. Well, then, you know, you could take your bike with you if you needed to go over a fence. That was another thing that this article mentioned, uh, over at code prep, uh, code green prep. It was, you know, you could, if it's light enough, you can just kind of throw that bike over or you can uh, move that bike over and and you can get over that fence. And so, you know, there are a lot of advantages to having a bug out bike when you are going, you know, when you, when you are bugging out here as your bug out vehicle, it might not be your initial bug out vehicle. Your initial bug out vehicle might be your, vehicle, your car, but it might be a secondary one, or if things get crazy, it could be your primary one. The other good thing is it doesn't need fuel. Now you're on pedal power there right when you have your when you are on a bike you're completely on on pedal power and so again going back to hurricane ike and what we experienced there people ran out of fuel and they were not Uh, you know they were just kind of stuck on the side of the road and so if that is you 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 don't want that to be your only option you're stuck on the side of the road and you're there you would want to be able to bring out your bike so um, that's that might be one of those things there are foldable options for bikes so I remember not too long ago listening to a um, it was kind of like a short story something that somebody read uh, and it was uh, kind of like a apocalyptic Dystopian story, but they recorded it on audio and they had it on YouTube. And in the story, the guy uh, was—he worked in. He had a van, and then for whatever reason, I guess it was an EMP um, because the van wasn't working. He had a foldable bike there, and foldable bikes are, uh, could be an option for you. So let's just say you use your, um, you use your vehicle as your primary, uh, bug out vehicle, but then you get to a point where you can't go any further. You can bring out your, uh, your bug out bike, uh, your foldable bike. And so this is one, as I was looking up, um, on, uh, on Amazon. Now they link to one here in the article, um, here, one that's $200 and, and, uh, it's only 30 pounds. But this one had better uh, review. so this is a Schwinn Loop, and uh, you can see here as I'm as I'm looking at it, it folds down really really nicely it's almost in half it folds down and uh, the other thing about this one here is it comes with a bag so if you have a SUV or uh, you have a, like a hatchback or something like that you throw that back there people might not really see what that is they might not uh, understand that it's a it's a bike it just looks like it's a bag um, you know a square bag that uh, that's holding something there so this one has a uh, 1,478 reviews and uh, 4.5 stars, and it runs $315 uh, and free returns if you don't like it, right? And so, you know, that is one of those options for you is having a foldable bike, and uh, you could consider that and and go along with that. The other another positive of having a bike as a vehicle and or using a bug out bike is that the parts aren't expensive. I know a lot of the times when EMPs uh, come up, you know, that's one of those things in the preparedness community people always talk about. Um, People talk about having spare parts for their vehicles. You know, what vehicles, what electronic parts would you have? And so people have bought different parts and they put them in a metal trash can or they try to protect them from a possible EMP and that can be very expensive and you need to have the tools for all of that to be able to switch those parts out to have a running vehicle you don't need that when you're talking about a bike, you're not worried about an EMP. In fact, you can have a lot of parts. You can stock up a lot of parts and just keep them in your garage. Um, they're not as expensive and you can, you know, have a lot of things that you need. You can take the the parts with you. If you had to bug out, you could keep an extra, uh, tube. You can keep uh, a kit to fix any kind of uh, you know, puncture in a tube. Uh, you could carry with you a, a a small pump to pump up your tires. So you know you could you could do that, and I think that's a big positive there. The other thing is that they're easy to fix. If you're talking about a bug out vehicle, you're talking about a big truck, you're talking about your car, you're talking about you know all those types of things. Um, you're going to need a lot of different um, a lot of different tools. But when it comes to a bike. You're only using uh, certain s- smaller uh, tools, right? Now, if there was a high-end bike, and there are high-end bikes, so I know that we looked at this foldable option over here, but there's a lot of high-end bikes that you could look at, and um, you can, you know, easily spend a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars on uh, on a nice mountain bike if if you wanted to pay that, or you could go, you know, to Facebook Marketplace. You could go to Craigslist. You could go to Garage Sales. You can go to a pawn shop, and uh, you know, wheel and deal to get a decent bike for uh, you know that's not new. And so, you know, all those things go into into play there. So if you have a high end bike, there could be some high end tools that you would need, but for the most part, all the tools that you're going to need are your basic tools that uh, you would normally have in a basic toolkit. And so uh, that's one of those positive things that, uh, that again, that speaks to having a bike that you can bug out with. Now, some of the negative things, all right? Some of the cons that we, uh, we can talk about is, of course, you're going to be traveling really slow. Uh, you're not going to be traveling as fast as your car. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to show you something here in a minute when we get to the end. But, uh, you know, your vehicle, you might be uh, arriving at a location in a couple of hours. And you really, if you are using your vehicle to bug out with, you should always be able to get there on a full tank of gas. Uh, you really shouldn't go farther than that, or that shouldn't be your bug out location. Um, you know, I, I know that there's people that are going to carry gasoline with them and different things like that, but that's something to always consider. But if you are on a bike or if you are walking, you're going to be a lot slower. And so that's something. So a a trip, a bug out, uh, a bug out that might last uh, a couple of hours might last you uh, a day or might last uh, a couple of days depending on how far you're going. So that's something to consider. The other thing is the limited uh, amount that you can carry. So if you are bugging out in your vehicle. Now, let me go back and say this. Um, If you're bugging out, your bug out gear and and the stuff that you would be taking with you should be what you need to get you to your bug out location. You shouldn't be leaving your home to go to your bug out location and carrying with you everything you need at your bug out location. Because if you... Run into problems, someone steals your vehicle, you run into traffic, um, you know, something happens, then all your things are there and you're not, all your supplies, everything, all your gear, everything is there and you're not going to have anything at your bug out location. I know a lot of people that say, hey, Todd, my bug out location is very, it's rural, it's out there and people break in. I don't want them to steal it. We've talked about that before on the podcast. Um, you know, there's ways that you can hide things. But you really need to to consider that you're not bugging out with all the things that you're taking with you at your bug out location that's not really the idea here Um, if you are bugging out to a family member's house then you have already talked with them you're staging uh, supplies there and gear there and so again when you bug out you're bugging out with the materials that you need to get you there right to get you to your bug out location so, um, if you're talking about carrying a lot of stuff, um, you might be able to get away with carrying your, your, backpack, just your backpack. And that's what you have. Now, if uh, that's all there is, uh, I can probably guarantee you that riding a bike is going to be a lot easier on you carrying your backpack than, uh, walking. Right. I mean, I think everyone would, would kind of agree with that. Of course, you've got to think about posture and, and all those uh, types of things. I'll talk about that in just a minute. But if you are, uh, if you need more, you need to carry more with you. That's going to be an issue. Now you might want to consider a bug out bike trailer, right? So uh, I have a friend who has a Harley and he goes camping and he goes on long trips with his Harley and he has a trailer for that. It's a nice size trailer that, that links up. And so when I was thinking about bug out bike trailers, I was kind of thinking about that maybe just in a smaller scale for, for a bike, but really They make some that are really, really cool. So I wanted to show you um, uh, just one uh, that uh, a bug out trailer that you might want to consider. So this isn't like a, a two wheel trailer. This is basically one wheel and it connects to the frame and it has saddlebags, kind of like what you would find on a you know on a bike or whatever. It has saddlebags that are really big, and you can put a lot of gear on that, you know, inside of those bags, and so uh, I love this, um, this website. I'm going to link to this website, but you can see people taking trips here. Um, they're using, they've got mountain bikes, and they've got this one Uh, trailer connected to it and they have a lot of material there going with them that they can uh, that they can go and uh, also have a two-wheel option but this one-wheel option i think will would allow you to go to you know a lot of other places and uh, allow you to cut corners and different things like that especially if you were getting out of your vehicle during a traffic jam and uh, trying to get around those vehicles and to, to get ahead of everything to get to your bug out location So having a bug out trailer might be a consideration Um, that's really, I've been talking about the cons of it, but the option of having a trailer would be a positive thing and if you are good with welding and manufacturing you could possibly even make yourself one they don't look very hard to make Um, you could just kind of do that and, and make it on your own so that's always a possibility if you are really looking at a bike to be your bug out vehicle or maybe your secondary bug out vehicle all right so one of the things i don't like about this article that they that they did talk about uh, was leaving someone behind, and so the idea is, if you were, uh, if you were bugging out. And for whatever reason, um, you know, you couldn't go any further in the vehicle and you got out your foldable bikes or your, your, your bug out bikes. And there were people in your group that just could not do it. So maybe there was somebody that health wise wouldn't make it. Maybe there was somebody, maybe they're older, they couldn't pedal. Um, and so one of the things they said is, you know, you're always as, um, as slow as your, as your weakest link basically is what it is. And so the idea here is you might need to leave someone behind. Uh, you might need to leave them behind and, uh, you know, just say, Hey, for the, for the betterment of, of everybody else, for the greater good, you know, would you want to leave, uh, four people behind and they all die or leave one person behind, they die and the other three go on and they live and they go on to their bug out location. So that's kind of the idea. One of the other things was like you might even have to tell them uh, a fib, right? You might even have to tell them, "Hey, we're going to go up and scout out the the situation here, and uh, we'll get you know we'll 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 stay in communication. If things are better, we'll come back around. You know, let us know, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff." So uh, anyway, that's one of the things that's in this uh, in this article that I don't really like, and the reason being this, I think in a very in in a true situation see, a lot of the times the people that prep are, there's one family member that preps. And I've, I've done a lot of surveys throughout the years that that is true. It's, it's rare that there is a couple that preps. Uh, it's rare that there's a whole family that preps. A lot of the times it's one person that preps. So that person has all the bug out ideas, all the bug in ideas, all the preparedness ideas. So the, the family would probably come along if there was a serious emergency situation but they're not thinking the way that you would be thinking as a prepper. So imagine bugging out with grandma or grandpa or, you know, sick cousin Eddie who's with you and uh, they can't go on. You're in a situation where you need to uh, get out your uh, your bug out bikes and uh, you need to leave them behind. A spouse or the kids are not going to let that happen. And I've talked about this before many, many times. It's something that you really need to consider and you really need to think about how is the rest of your family member, how are the rest of your family members going to respond to telling a family member no you cannot come into our house because uh, you you laughed at us when we were prepping and no we're not going to take care of you and no we don't have any supplies for you or, or no you know go out there and, and, and live your life and die out there you know in the apocalypse or whatever um, you know your kids are not going to accept that your spouse is not going to accept that and so uh, that's something to, to think about. so instead of waiting for that time to deal with that situation, deal with it now. Put it into your plans, whatever that might be. If that plan is a trailer of some some sort, maybe it's a motorbike or whatever. And they do talk about maybe that is a possibility of of using a motorbike uh, and and having that um, with a sidecar. I I don't know. The problem there is fuel and, and all those kinds of things. But anyway, you really need to put that and work that into your preparedness plans. So that's one thing that I don't like about this article. Um, although the rest of the article is really great, I think you really need to, uh, to to check it out. A lot of great links. Now, one of the things they do say that I thought was a really really great idea is if you have a bike, and maybe it's a foldable bike, or maybe you need to like remove the seat or lower the seat to get it into your um, your vehicle or or whatever it might be. When you are talking about Uh, you know, getting it ready is to go to someone who is a professional, like a professional shop and have them uh, measure out like your posture. Like what is the optimum seat level for you? Uh, What is the optimum reach for your, for the handlebars for you? Um, What are, you know, the, the, what is Like the speed maybe that you should be traveling or the pedals or or whatever, all those different kinds of things that go into riding a bike for a long distance, have them work with you and to show you what is the optimal positions for all of those things on your bike. So when you get back home, you mark all those things. You mark where the seat uh, really needs to be as far as the height. You mark where the height of the, the handlebars need to be. You mark the speed that you really should be traveling at. So you mark all those things. So when you need to uh, put the bike together to be to, to get ready to go, then you can just quickly Put that bike together and it's at its optimal height and uh, length and all that type of stuff. So you're ready to go. So I think I thought that was a great idea because a lot of the times we'll just go uh, again. If you're going to a garage sale or you're going to Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever, you're just buying a, a used bike. Now you're just going to buy a bike and you're going to buy one that, you know, you can find and it's affordable and all that kind of stuff. You're not thinking about all those things. You're not thinking about proper posture if you're riding it around the neighborhood and and things like that. And so, uh, you know, that's a really great idea. Another idea, if you're truly considering your bug out bike uh, as as a bug out vehicle, is you might want to go on a camping trip. Uh, that is a camping slash biking trip. And so that first website, I'm going to go back there, but that first website where I showed the trailer, it's actually a, uh, a really great website. There's a lot of great stuff there. I mean, you can, you can get lost in it. And so it's an up-to-date website. The most recent one was February 21. So um, this article here is 10 Tips for Planning Your First Off-Road Bikepacking Expedition. So listen, just like there's websites for camping, there's websites for hiking, there's websites for biking, there's websites that are just specific. And this website is is about uh, bikepacking, right? Uh, biking and camping out there. And so uh, really, really interesting out there. There are bike camping tours that you can do. So anyway, this website talked about 10, like I said, 10 tips for planning your first off-road bike packing expedition. Uh, th- I'm just going to go through these really quickly. Choose the right bike for the job. Keep it simple. Uh, be at one with your inner bike mechanic. I and mean, we've talked about that, being able to, to fix your bike. Travel light, but strike a balance. And that's where I initially found the um, the trailer that, that I was talking about drop your mileage expectations. So I think this is an important one. If you have a plan to make a certain amount of mileage, it's not going to uh, a certain amount of time and, 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 and uh, distance. Uh, you're probably not going to hit that. So you need to uh, reflect on that and be ready not to, not to hit those numbers possibly. Number six, be flexible and keep your ear to the ground. Uh, aim for maximum self-sufficiency. Those of us in the preparedness community completely understand that. Number eight, eat well. Um, You're going to be burning a lot of calories, so eat well. Number nine, remember the importance of communication. If you're out there, uh, how many people have gotten lost? How many survival stories out there because of communication? And then number 10 is enjoy it. But again, this this website here is about bike packing or uh, biking and camping and hiking and all of that kind of stuff. And so they give you a lot of tips. So if you're considering, uh, it's called tomsbiketrips.com. I'm going to link to all these articles uh, so that you can go check it out. But uh, if you are really considering your uh, bike as your as a as an option for a bug out vehicle then that's something that you might want to do it's not just riding your bike around the neighborhood or riding it you know to you know a couple of miles down the road uh, you can, you can do a camping trip with it. And that might be something that you could do you know, on the weekend, go on a bike packing trip and, and go with your, with your a bike and, uh, have some fun and, and experience. And you, then you'll know how your backpack feels and you'll know how much you can carry. And you know, what parts of your body start to wear down as you are traveling out there. And as you're sleeping out, you know, under the stars or in your tent or whatever, I thought that was a that's a great idea to do. The other thing is you need to learn how to fix every part of your bike. And um, in the preparedness community, we are we're notorious for uh, taking our uh, our gear, buying gear, putting it in a closet or a garage or whatever, and then just waiting for the apocalypse and uh, waiting for you know to to bring it out and to use it and so that's not what you want to do with uh, a bike and you know your bug out vehicle your second option third option whatever it might be uh, you don't want to do that you want to use it on a regular basis go out and exercise with it go do a camping trip with it Um, you know be familiar with it so when it breaks down you can fix it know what tools you need know what you need to do so you want to become very familiar with your bike and learn how to fix every part of it there are YouTube videos that will go through all of that for you and they will walk you through. I mean, it's really a really powerful thing to be able to go to YouTube and be able to get the information that you need. All right. So I talked a little bit about a distance and traveling and I wanted to show you uh, a Google Maps. Now, I'm not a very big fan of Google. I don't use it very often, but they do on Google Maps. They do have this um, this ability to show you this, and so what I've done I have this Google map, and I am showing you uh, Houston. So I'm in Houston in uh, the city limits so downtown Houston, going to the San Jacinto Museum, where um, it's San Jacinto, where uh, Texas won its independence from Mexico, right? It's from Santa Ana and all that. So uh, so uh, w- we have that here on the map. Now one of the things about Google. They're taking in so much information, right? We don't like that. But they're taking in so much information that, they're, that the way that they gauge distances and the way that they gauge um, uh, their maps are really accurate. So when it first Google Maps really first came out and uh, people started using it and people were talking about it, um, there was this one time where I decided to use it and I decided to try it. And Google Maps wanted me to go this one route, and I'm like, no, there's, there's no way. Um, I'm not going to go that route. That route's going to be longer. Well, I wound up going the route that I wanted to take, but I kept the map open just to kind of see, you know, what it would say. And it gave me the time that I would have arrived if I would have used Google Maps. And the time that I arrived doing it on my own was five minutes later. And later on, as I, as I used it, because I used to use it very often, Um, I learned that it was very accurate because, again, they're taking in all this information. So as you're looking at this map... You can see that the route from Houston, from downtown Houston, going to San Jacinto was 29 minutes. Now, this has already been updated. When I did this earlier, this was saying 49 minutes. So, depending on the time of day and traffic and all that kind of stuff, it's going to it's going to be pretty accurate. So, this is to, tells me that it's 25 miles, 25.4, 23.5 miles. Oh, 25.4 miles on this route this route is 23.5 miles and it's telling me 29 minutes here 30 minutes here now here's the cool thing up here if i change this i can go to uh cycling right so if i'm going to go from houston downtown houston to san jacinto in uh with a bike well then there's going to be a difference there now notice that the route changed so when i was I, in a, in a car, in a vehicle, it was taking me, you know, down the freeway. That would have been the fastest route. It would have been 29 minutes, but by going, uh, using a bike, it's taking me through downtown and it taking me through different streets like that. And then getting me over to the, mu- to the museum, to San Jacinto. So this is an hour and 59 minutes. Now, one thing that I want to tell you is when I did this earlier and I told you that uh, the, the, uh, the vehicle, Uh, that amount changed. So that was, uh, I went from 49 minutes to 29 minutes because of traffic. Mm -hmm. The bike number did not change. It was an hour and 59 minutes. And so that's uh, something to consider there. But um, going through downtown Houston, especially this area, I might consider, I definitely don't want to be doing it at night, but it gives me a good idea of how long it would take me to get there, two hours, you know, uh, on on that bike. So again, going this route that they're um, suggesting is 21.6 miles. It's gonna take you the fastest route. If you want to go by, uh, if you wanna walk, right? And just, uh, you know, you're gonna put on your backpack and you're gonna walk, well, that's gonna take you six hours and 57 minutes. It's, a, it's a basically about the same route walking, but it's going to take you a lot longer. So one of the things that you can do is you can map out your bug out location from wherever you are, from your home to your bug out location, and then map it out with a car. Like, what is it going to tell you if you take your vehicle? How long is that, is that trip? You can print that out. You can have that as a, as a hard copy. Um, then what if I am biking and, and biking with it? what would that look like? You can print that one out and you have an idea. Uh, and then if I am walking, if for whatever reason, uh, I choose not to use a bug out vehicle, uh, but, uh, or a bug out bike as a vehicle, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, grab my backpack and walk out. Then there you go. Yeah. You, know, you have an idea of what that would take, uh, to, to do that. So, um, I, I think that that is, um, very valuable. One of the things they said in the article over at Code Green Prep was whatever time you think you are going to use, you know, don't don't uh you, you need to add a lot of time to that because you're gonna be thinking, you know, on a perfect day, again, this map here going to San Jacinto um, would be an hour and 59 minutes, right? Two hours to get there. That's on a perfect day. But if you're talking about an emergency situation where you're a heightened alert, you might be going a little slower so that you can see what's in front of you and all those different kinds of things, then um, you know, it's going to take you a little bit longer. So um, you know, that's, that's something that you, uh, you can use. I think that's a valuable map. And you can always use that without signing in and uh, you know, use somebody else's computer, use a work computer, whatever. And so uh, you know, Google wouldn't have any information if you're worried about that. Before I end, I want to give a shout out to another, uh, another article that I looked up. Um, I didn't wind up using it as far as, uh, for the research or whatever, but I thought it was such a cool idea. So this is from, um, father, son prepper. And, uh, I thought this was, this was so cool. So as I was looking up bug out bikes in the archives, um, they, they shared this one a long time ago and I actually remember once I saw the picture, I remembered it cause it's really hard to forget this. So basically what it is, it's a bike that has been manufactured or built to, um, and of course this is kind of like a hobby. This is not something you buy off Amazon, um, but it's been manufactured or built to ride on train tracks. And so, uh, you can, you can set this if, if it was, uh, an emergency situation, whatever it was, you could put this bike on the train tracks and you could, you know, uh, pedal out to where you needed to go. I I remember this because I I had a friend, uh, who we talked about bugging out and their idea was if they needed to bug out on foot, that one of the things that they were going to do was follow the, the railroad tracks. Um, And they talked to their kids about that. That was easy to do. You, you get on this railroad track and you follow it all the way through to where we were bugging out and they had family that was out in the country. And then you get to a certain place and then from there, you know where you need to go once you're far away and out in the country. So that's something to uh, to think about and something to, to consider. This article talks about that this might be hobby, a hobby and they found a book called Rail Bike Cycling on Abandoned Railroads. And uh, so I'm you know, I'm going to go ahead and link to this article because I thought this was pretty interesting here. Uh, if you're mechanically inclined and you can make something like this, I think that would be uh, really cool just to kind of have it as a, as a fun thing to do. Now, it could be really noisy. If you were really going to use that, um, it would be really noisy and people would hear you. And of course, if you're bugging out, you want to be really quiet and you don't want people to, uh, to know that you're coming. But uh, I thought it was just uh, very interesting. So I wanted to, to link to that. So guys, uh that's it for this Prepper website live and talking about bug out bikes. Uh if you have any other thoughts or ideas that would be helpful to the preparedness community, share them out. Let us know about them. Uh we we really like to to add that to to this information and so uh maybe we'll do another follow-up in the future or uh you know for uh, an article. I, mean, I might take this, some of this information and put it into an article. But that's it for this Prepper Website Live. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. I greatly appreciate it. Well, everyone, thanks so much for checking out this bonus episode. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com. Where we have tons of preparedness, self reliant, alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading articles just for you. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand picked preparedness articles that you should read. Many of these you can't find on the internet any longer. And with that, choose to live a more self reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, Live with no regrets, and stay prepped and aware. Peace.